0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike?
1: Hello. Hi, Amy. We have Elizabeth and we have Vanessa. You guys were awesome. Aw,
2: thank, thank you, you so much.
1: much. Songwriters extraordinaire. Isn't that where you got your start as a songwriter and, and performer? You know, we both started in different places. Started, a little of both. I started, <laughs> in, started in a punk rock band,
3: but I was always writing my own songs. So, yes, the band did start as trying to write songs
1: together. Punk rock band from where? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. yeah.
2: She was She was a little bit rock and roll and I was a little bit country, so it kind of made sense to try to do a combination of the two. (laughs) So when you
1: got together, were you this far apart or uh, were you closer to the middle? That's a good question. Um, We've when we first got together to
3: songwrite, we both had a passion already for story songs. And that's where the history component kind of came in. But we felt like, um, you know, being kind of on the outside of the country world in Atlanta, um, we just really missed hearing story songs. And so that was our original goal. And I think we were never really that far apart in how our... Our, the way we write songs complements each other. We actually rarely sit down and write together. We kind of... We would
1: kill each other, yeah, essentially. We, yeah, So probably. what is your process like? How do you work together?
2: Um, we typically don't, actually, which is really interesting. We write separately most of the time and then kind of come back together to so edit So as in you write a song each and work. then you write a song and...
3: Or one of us will have a verse and a chorus and yeah. we'll hand it to the other to finish. Mm-hmm. Um This new album was a little different because we brought Mm -hmm. in some co-writers, some folks that we were... um, Mr. Jim
2: Lauderdale on marbles. Yeah.
3: And so we actually had to sit down with the third person and write for us, which we've done for other people, but not so much for us. Um, But we've always kind of... Whatever it is about us that's different creates the Granville sound. And, in fact, we've even asked folks who know us well or have worked with us in the studio, do you know who wrote what? And they never have been able to guess it right. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, it seems to it's balance out. It's like Lennon out. and McCartney, right? I mean. It's one.
2: Sort <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. to, like, compare us to that. But, you but know. the
3: idea, similar idea, they share everything. Yeah, they share everything. Even though they don't work necessarily together all the time. Yeah.
1: So the, the new album is Radio Hymns. Yes, ma'am. And where did you record the album?
2: It was recorded in Nashville, Tennessee, with—I uh, mean, just some brilliant players. We were very fortunate. How's to your view. elbow? Are you okay? I keep slipping off the thing, and it's driving me crazy. It's because of that obnoxious gold dress you're oh, wearing. You're obnoxious, <laughs> anyways. So, um, na- see, now I've lost my train of thought. What was I even saying? We recorded in Nashville. Yeah. We, we recorded in an Nashville. amazing studio. In an amazing <laughs> three, three different studios. Three different studios, actually. yeah.
3: Um, and we self-produced this one. Um, mm-hmm. We, again, kind of in separate spaces, self. Produced different parts of it, um, but got some of our longtime favorite players, some Atlanta folks and New York folks we worked with, uh, played with the band, and some of our very favorite folks in Nashville. So we're. Like whom? Like whom. Um, Well, let's see. Gosh, we had so many. Jim Lauderdale, like she mentioned, Jim sang on it. Yeah, Jim sang. Kevin Griffin.
2: Griffin. From Better Than Ezra. Uh Better Ezra. We're like big Better Than Ezra fans, and he's just such a phenomenal songwriter. And we
3: had a, a, one of our favorite drummers named Evan Hutchings played mm-hmm. on it, along with our longtime drummer Derek Murphy. Um, so we had, gosh, a we lot had of
2: so many bass players, like an assortment of bass. <laughs> players. I feel like in every session we had somebody different, so we wouldn't be able to like tell you until we.
1: It was, and it was really more of a concept album, right? Absolutely. It, it started with the idea. I was I was reading, doing a little research. And it stalked us appropriately. I, I did stalk you. I cyber-stalked you. Just so you know. Good.
2: No. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad. So
1: it was about the, the Ryman. It started with the fact that the Ryman was going to be shut down. I guess it it, was, it closed in 74, and then in the 90s they were going to tear it down? Yeah, we have um,
3: loved to do concept records. Because um, we like to
2: make a lot of money. Yeah,
3: I think we just believe yeah. in a concept record. It's <laughs> kind of fun to write. But we were actually working on a record about lost buildings of New York City and we were driving into a songwriting session in Nashville and Vanessa looked around and saw how quickly that city's changing! There are cranes everywhere; you don't recognize the skyline. And we kind of shifted our focus to finding lost stories from Nashville's history, and it's everything from one of the city's founder who lived in a cave and he had two wives Which is up stu- through just super weird. Well, it's at the standard <laughs> at the very, same time yeah. or back to back. <laughs> ba- no, no, same no. time. It's the same time. So yeah. he had a little bit of a, a duplicity, a duplicitous uh, life, and it goes through you know the Andrew Jackson Civil War stuff up into the modern times when the Ryman was almost lost, but. That idea of radio hymns um, is centering on the Ryman and how that building was almost lost and how important it is that that place was saved because though it began as a church um, created by a whoring, drinking steamboat captain, later reformed and finding redemption, um, you know, it saved people then and I think the music and the Ryman saves people yeah, these days. Yeah, people, so.
2: people go and they always have something just so magical to say about that place. It does feel very much the way a cathedral feels when you walk into it. I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful and really it has inspiring. It soul. It does, it does. And, and it that, changes you when you see a concert there. It's very, very different from And so else.
3: key here in Memphis, too, that there are these spaces so important to music history and so important to the heart and soul of what has made great American music. And Amen. I think those places, mm-hmm. ha, they get threatened. And um, it's important that we think about how those spaces relate to memory
1: and the magic of creating music. Yeah,
2: what if we lost sun? I mean, how terrible would that Almost be, lost right? Almost Almost did, yeah.
1: Well, I think there are so many structures, like you're saying, that uh, in the name of progress, people look at them and, and they don't really see the magic that was there. All they see is an old building that needs to be torn down. Mm-hmm. And when they're brought back to life, it's it's... The soul that exists in these buildings. Uh, Like you said, when you enter the Ryman, you walk in, it feels like a cathedral, and you know if you're lucky enough to ever play there, Mm -hmm. which obviously i haven't but maybe you guys have, <laughs> <We> <laughs> have not, not yet, yet, <laughs> yet <but. laughs> we're still waiting for hey that.
2: Ryman bookers yeah come on let's make it happen I,
1: I think so after today they're going they're going to book you because it was it was it was amazing i love oh, your songwriting thank you. oh, thank I, lo- I love the the harmonies and and the music together and it's it's wonderful to see women writing together yeah
2: right and we, and we feel
1: fortunate it. you know this is um Getting to play
3: Lucy on Fiddle is a new addition. We've just played with her for about a month or so. And then right. having the awesome Megan Jane on drums. Mm-hmm. She's one of my favorite players. And um, and then Christian and Matt Nolan, mm-hmm. you know, being the brave gentleman to join four women <laughs> on the road. So we're yeah. very fortunate to play with these folks.
2: So from a message coming out of this album, what do you hope people take away from Just to remember the magic in tradition and also in nostalgia and how... You know, I think some people have this idea that looking back is somehow going backwards, but it's not. It's just honoring the things that we had to go through and the places that we had to see to get where we are now, and those things are all very important. So I just want people to remember that we're in there a, in a place that has had a lot of history, just to stand there and soak it in and remember, and it will change your mind about buildings and the spirits inside them and the way that they impact and affect a community.
3: I agree with that and I think I read a quote recently that history is complicated because it's complicated and I think in diving into these stories and the complexities and the darker sides of some of Nashville's past, I think we've learned that the human story doesn't change. These emotions are consistent and having that connection to the past is very important and I think as we see cities like Memphis and like Nashville going through big sort of renaissance moments, the importance of where we came from and the complexity. Um, the ugliness and the beauty of it and that's kind of what we hope to at least get people to go hey I like that song what was it about
2: yeah oh that happened curiosity you know it's something that doesn't happen a lot lately I feel like curiosity is something that's disappeared and and we hope when you listen to it you're
3: not necessarily thinking about oh this is a bartender in printer's alley or oh this is about you're thinking about the emotion of the narrator so we hope we have accomplished that to some degree
2: yeah
1: that's what I took away was the, the emotion from the songs. And like you said, then you delve a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and you see there's a deeper meaning. And to your point, the curiosity, if you're drawn in by the melody, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a big melody person. Melody is king to yes. me. Yes. She's the melody yeah. giant. Melody is king. And then if you're drawn in by the melody, then, then you're curious about the lyrics and when the lyrics uh, are amazing as well, then you start to really kind of look at the meaning of the song.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And I feel like... You know, lyricism is just, it's so equally important to the melodic structure of a song. But writing these songs has been very interesting because it's from a very different perspective. We have to do a good deal of research and we have to put ourselves inside that character instead of writing a song from our perspective. We also do put a lot of ourselves into these songs as well. Is that easier or
1: harder? Because when you're trying to make something happen that doesn't just happen... Sometimes right. it, I think that's more difficult than when, sure. when you're looking at, I need to write about this subject. I think in some ways it depends on the song. Certain songs, like the one about
3: Jimi Hendrix, Marbles, which is straight-up fun to write. I mean, trying to think of what would a marble be thinking and yeah. having Jim Lauderdale in the room, who's uh, endlessly entertaining and amazing. Hope, gosh, he's so, so, so love way, Jim. He is oh, awesome. Best. But then there are songs on the record like <laughs> um, like The Barber's Wife and like News of the World and Blood Medicine and songs that I think we brought a lot of our own personal experience into. So it, it became about wow, this happened to this person, I can relate now, how do I kind of get my feelings into this storyline? So are they very cathartic in that way? Yeah. Um, we moved to Nashville full-time about four years ago, yep.
1: um, and that has been a heck of an experience. and you I think, think that was a big move for you guys. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just from a coordination standpoint, it coordinating didn't with other artists. Feels
2: super big? I mean, big in what way? big in that you
1: you're in a place now that you can work very closely and oh, easily yeah, with absolutely. other musicians. That was huge. I think
3: for me it felt big one because I felt like this this may sound slightly egotistical, but I feel like we were a bigger fish in Atlanta's pond and you come to Nashville and you were like slapped down at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. And for me. checked really yeah. fast. And you're yeah. surrounded with the best of the best and so you're <clears> constantly <throat> being challenged. But I think for me, it also, I left a, I kind of made the decision to leave a, a regular job, do music full time. So um, that was a, a bit scary, but you know what? It, it kicks your butt every day over there. So, Well, it when does. you dove in the deep end, dove right in. You know,
2: it's interesting because I've, I have this theory that, you know, you always have to write with people who you feel like are better than you are. Because that's the only way you're going to get right. better. Oh, we're done writing then. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. So I feel like that's something I always kind of strive for is to continue to write people who I feel like I can learn a whole lot from. Um, and I, you know, I can learn a lot every day about everything. <laughs> so...
3: It's the same way with the players. As a guitar yeah. player, I have always tried to be in bands or surround myself with musicians who are much better than I am. Mm-hmm. So I want to feel dumb. I want to feel like I have to keep getting better to keep up with mm-hmm. them. And in Nashville, that's every musician. They're just Constantly. amazing.
1: Yeah. Is there anyone that's on your radar screen that you hope we discover? Any other artists that we should know about? Well, my favorite, I'm afraid, has already been discovered. And it—it it was it, he's just so good. And that's Rustin yeah, Kelly.
3: He's, he's fantastic. We wrote with he's him an amazing at BMG, And he's just the songwriting and... The melodies and it's just it reminds me of like some of the early alt country stuff, but yeah. yeah he's like fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else like just blows my mind. I know I set I'm the to standard to really high.
2: Kishana. Kishana Armstrong. A girl um, can't sing. She's one of the best singer songwriters. She's amazing. I mean, I, we have so many friends out there, Shannon Labrie, like people who I think are just super talented. It's hard; you can't swing a cat without hitting somebody talented, basically. <laughs> so.
3: Absolutely. I mean, exactly. I you're
2: you're you're <laughs> it, you're in with the elite yes.
1: group there. there so are. what's that? What's next for you guys? You know,
3: we're going to be touring a bunch this year behind this record, and um, we already have like parts or a whole of three new albums written. So we are eagerly looking for ways to get back in the studio.
2: Yeah, like money, you know. It's yeah, so helpful. we have it's
3: a we have a record written all about uh, history of Texas. A proud Texan here, if you, in case you missed that. Um, we have the New York record
2: written, and we're working on a story about ghosts, uh, an album about ghost stories, where we go to all of these haunted places. Hopefully, worldwide. Sure. I hope, and we spend the night with our friend Carla Morton, who's this amazing. She's a Texas Poet Laureate, and uh, we're hoping to just go to these different haunted places, spend the night, and write about our experience and record the song. I've got a suggestion for you. You have a Memphis
1: location? Well, not in Memphis, but Bisbee, Arizona. It was an old copper mining town.
3: It's funny you bring up Bisbee on the ride over here. Matt,
1: the keyboard guitar player, and I were talking about Bisbee. So full circle
3: moment. Yeah, I want to go. So put
1: it on your radar screen. Because it's a really kind of trippy little town, mm-hmm. amazing place to, to visit. Of course, you have to be in a car yeah. to get Haunted there. Haunted places to me are just magical, you know. Sometimes, Sometimes there, we've Sometimes had some scary not. experiences. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've had some pretty interesting yeah.
2: experiences. With ghosts, well, when you put
1: out these albums, we hope you come back and visit of Diddy TV. I hope so we too. We are so we glad you loved had us. having you. Oh,
2: well, thank, thank you for thank having you. us. Well, we hope to be back really soon.
1: Awesome.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Amy.